Hello and welcome to this live teaching and uh, we're going to be looking at some very powerful and important truths tonight. I believe it's a very crucial time going on in the world at the moment and a lot of people are afraid, a lot of people are concerned uh, about what's happening with regard to the virus. But I'm here to give you good news. There is an answer and uh, it's the same answer that we've had for a long time around, but many people have not realized that uh, it's the answer. And I'm going to talk to you tonight about the cross and about Jesus and about healing provided at the cross. We need to realize that this is an important time. This is going to be a, a, a relatively basic message. It's not uh, what I normally would, would have been teaching, but I've suspended the current series I'm doing because I believe that as believers, we need to stand up for healing. We need to hear about the foundational truths. We need to spread the message of life and the message of healing. So we're going to be talking about the cross, and I want to, sh I want to sh stir up in our understanding the fact that Jesus provided healing for us in the cross. Many people have heard that Jesus died for their sins, and that message has been repeated many times, but not as many people have heard that Jesus also provided healing, and the healing is available now. He is still the healer today, and we're going to see this in the Word of God, and you can turn to Him at any time and receive the other thing is that many people are very focused on the judgments of God. They talk about a God who's judging, God is bringing calamities. And I want to show you tonight that Jesus, uh, Jesus satisfied the justice of God. And anyone who turns to him can receive freely life, hope, freedom, and healing. This is a message of life. It's a message of hope for people. And Jesus is, wants to reach into people's lives today for whatever area you need. God's not trying to bring judgment into your life right now. He's trying to bring freedom. He's trying to bring Jesus. So let's look at some things in the scriptures. Now, many of you might have heard about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we talked a bit about that uh, a few weeks ago. We went through what the gospel is. And we saw that throughout the New Testament, the gospel is always a message of freedom and healing. And it's the same today. The gospel message has not changed. But uh, we many times in the New Testament, the word gospel is connected to the word salvation. And people, when they think about salvation, they just think about being going to heaven. But we need to remind ourselves that the word salvation in the Bible means so much more than just going to heaven. The word salvation it talks about uh, the fact that it talks about safety, preservation, even healing is in the word salvation, deliverance, freedom. So the gospel is a message of salvation that includes all of these things. And uh, if you'll open your heart to him, God's got life for you today. God's got healing. There's hope in the dark times. There's hope with whatever's going on in the planet, whatever people are so afraid. There is hope and there are answers. So let's stir up our hearts. Let's stir up our faith and let's look to the word of God. This is a time to turn to God. This is a time to draw closer to God. This is a time to, to lay aside religious uh, arguments and doctrinal arguments and to, get, get, you know, people want to say, well, I don't believe this. I do believe this. Let's just get to the heart of the matter right now. Jesus, the gospel, the cross. Let's not argue over different opinions. and Let's begin to realize we can turn to him right now. So if you're just joining us, welcome. We're going to be talking about the cross and we're going to talk about healing in the cross. And I want to show you from the word of God that just as much as Jesus provided forgiveness for sins, he has also provided healing and that's available to us today. And we can turn to him now. The cross is the answer. The, what, the work that Jesus did is the answer. 
And it's not a place that God's going to get angry at you and judge you. It's a place that God's going to set you free and give you mercy. Now, let's look at some things in the word of God. I want to start in the, in the, the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. And in verse 16, it says this. This was while Jesus was still on the earth. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. I love it there when it says he healed all. Because some people don't think God heals everybody. But over and over in the Gospels, there's statements which say Jesus healed all. Now, there's some instances where we're given a bit of detail about the person he healed. But many times it says he healed all who were sick. And that, you know, if it wasn't, if God didn't want to heal people, then surely in that crowd somewhere, there would have been someone God didn't want to heal. But that's not true. Jesus healed them all because he wants us to know Jesus, God still heals everybody, anyone who'll turn to him. Now, after that, in the next verse, verse 17, after talking about he healed all who were sick. It says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Now, the writer here refers to something that Isaiah wrote about Jesus. And he quotes it, says, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And he quotes something from Isaiah. We're going to go back and I want to look at that passage in Isaiah because I want you to understand that. This passage in Matthew 8 was not the, the only fulfillment of that verse when, when it says that Jesus took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Every time God heals, he is fulfilling this verse and fulfilling what he has for people's lives. So let's go back to the book of Isaiah 53. And I want to talk about the prophecy of what, what Isaiah saw many years before Jesus. He saw Jesus on the cross and he saw the work that God was going to do. And this prophecy is powerful because it includes healing. Isaiah used words that showed that healing is included in the cross. It's included in the work that Jesus did in the cross. And here's the question. Who did Jesus die for? Who did, who did Jesus come for? Was it just for some people? No, here's the good news. Jesus came for the world. He came everybody. The cross of Jesus Christ is for everybody. And that means anything that Jesus provided in the cross is for everybody as well. This is not a deep, complicated study tonight. This is a message of life. This is a message of hope. This is a message that so says if you will turn to him, he is the answer at this time. He's the answer to what the world is facing. And we can walk in freedom and life. Isaiah 53, this passage summarizes what happened at the cross. It's a prophecy. And we're going to break it down and, and just look at a few things in here, because I want you to begin to realize the power that's in this message. And if you're just greeting us, I'm seeing greetings coming up. Hello and welcome, everybody. Diana, Elizabeth and Warrington House of Prayer and the other people. Welcome. It's good to see you. And Carlos as well. So let's look at Isaiah 53. Verse 1 says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And that phrase, the arm of the Lord, is used in the Bible as an expression of the power of God. Over and over, it's, it's a reference to God releasing power. And it's showing here that the power of God is ready to be revealed to those who begin to believe the reports of the Lord. Well, tonight we're showing you the report of the Lord. 
See, the world will tell you there's no hope, will tell you sickness is everywhere and, we, and we've got to be afraid. But the, the report of the Lord is that there is a cure, there is an answer, there is a breakthrough available through Jesus. Okay? And if you'll open your hearts up to him, the power of God can come into your life and set you free. And even if you've never received Jesus, if you've never received Jesus into your life, you can receive him tonight. It's not hard. Salvation is freely available. That's the beauty of Christianity. You don't earn this. You don't, you don't, you don't, there's nothing you can do to make God give this to you. He has made this freely available. Jesus died on the cross for everybody. He shed his blood for everybody. And he said, for all who come freely to receive, you can have not just salvation from sin, but healing healing from sickness and disease there's healing for our bodies and we can if you'll open your hearts to him he'll move in your life and bring healing and freedom to you isaiah 53 and verse 2 talking about jesus it says this for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there's no beauty that we should desire him See, when Jesus walked on the earth, he didn't, he didn't glow because he was the son of God. He didn't have a halo over his head. He looked just like everybody else. He looked like another person, but there was so much more to him. He was God manifest in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. He was Jehovah Chidkanu, our righteousness, the Lord, our righteousness, walking on this earth, bringing the, 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 the presence and the power of God into humanity. See, humanity had fallen into a state where we'd turned our back on God. And the Bible says that when, when we did, we allowed death into this planet. Death came into this planet. It was never God's plan. God never brought death into this planet. He created this planet without death. In Genesis 1, God did not put death or sickness or disease in here. But man opened the door and allowed those things in. And, and people blame God for that. And, and I don't want to get into religious theological arguments tonight. I'm bringing a message of life at a time of crisis on the earth. And I want to tell you something. We let, we let these things in. But God didn't, didn't stand up in heaven and say, well, you brought death and tough. It's your problem. You're going to have to deal with it. God, because he loved humanity, he said, I myself am going to come onto the earth as a man. And I am going to be the answer. And I am going to provide everything you need to get free from death and free from that. The Bible shows that when we receive Jesus, it talks about the fact that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and we have been brought back into the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of life and freedom and healing. So all you've got to you open your heart to receive Jesus. And if you've already received Jesus and you don't know him as your healer, tonight you can get to know him as your healer. And I want to encourage people, start watch parties, parties with this video. Get this message out there. Share this. People need to know at this time on the planet that there is an answer. There is a healer. His name is Jesus. Now, let's continue on. It's talking about Jesus. There's nothing, nothing amazing that, that look that about his looks, his physical looks. But there was a plan of God working through his life. See, sometimes people say, you know, if God loves us, why doesn't he do something? And my answer is he has. God has provided the answer. And that answer, even though Jesus came 2,000 years ago, that answer is as available today to anyone who will open their heart to him and allow him into their life as the healer, as the life giver, and the one who sets free from anything. So let's continue on in the next verse. It begins to talk about Jesus on the cross. It begins to prophesy what was going to happen to him. 
It says he is despised and rejected by men. See, Jesus, he was rejected on, by men and they put him on the cross. They didn't want to hear, but they didn't realize God knew they were going to do that. And he had a plan. The cross was the plan all along. God knew that on the cross, Jesus was going to pay a price and that price was going to set people free, not just from sin, but from death, from sickness and every and many other things that we need to be set free from. That was the plan of God that Jesus went to the cross the whole time. And he died. He paid the price. He took it upon himself so that we could be free. He took the judgment on him so that we can have the mercy of God. And let's continue looking at this. It says he is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now, I want to examine those two words. There. This is where I've been trying to get in the passage, because in the English translation here, it's not quite the best translation. So I want to talk a little bit about these two words. It says Jesus was a man of sorrows. Now, remember, it's talking about him on the cross right now. A man of sorrows. That word sorrows elsewhere in the Bible in the same translation that translates it sorrows, elsewhere in the same Bible, it is translated pain. And that word is very often used to describe physical pain. And it says that he was a man of not just sorrows, that weakens the word, a man of physical pain. Okay? Yes, he felt pain on the cross. He wasn't immune to it. But he took that pain upon himself. Okay? as part of what he was carrying for us because he wanted us set free from these things. A man of pain. As I said, elsewhere in the Bible, it's translated pain. But here the translators chose a different word to, to, for some reason. The, the other word that's used there is the word, it says he was acquainted with grief. And that word grief in the original language should actually be translated sickness. Sick, it means to be afflicted, weak, or sick. And, and it's and, and over 20 times in the King James Bible, elsewhere, this, this word is translated sickness. I'm not just pulling this out of the air. The same Bible, the same translators translated this word sickness. And many of those instances in the Old Testament, it is directly related to physical sickness. Now, there's been people who've tried to say, take healing out of the cross. They've been try they have tried to say that Jesus didn't provide healing on the cross, and they want to argue words. But I say, I'm not here to argue doctrine right now. We need an answer. We need a solution. We need to open our hearts to receive the healer, the life giver right now. Amen? So it says here, over 20 times that word's translated sickness. So why not here? Well, it can be translated sickness here. There's no problem with that. But he's, he's a man of pain, a man of physical pain, and acquainted with sickness. Where was he acquainted with sickness? On the cross where he carried it. And it's going to show you that in the next verse. It said, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. So people turned from him while he was on the cross, not realizing that he was carrying the, the solution for all humanity with what he was doing on the cross. Says he was despised and we did not esteem him. It's okay. He knew that was coming. He knew that was going to happen, but he loved us anyway. The Bible says that at any point on the cross, Jesus could have called on the Father and a legion of angels would have come and pulled him off that cross. Jesus could have said, That's it. I'm not doing this. They've rejected me. I'm getting off this cross. They can deal with their own problems. But his love kept him on that cross. 
any moment on that cross. He, people don't realize this. They think, well, he was stuck to the cross with nails and he couldn't get off. No, 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 no. You're talking about God here. God, and he, he, he could have got off that cross. The angels of God, legions of angels could have come down and said, that's it. Roman soldiers out the way, get Jesus off the cross, back up to heaven. And he could have said, that's it. I'm not redeeming mankind. But no. He, his love kept him on track and he stayed on track and he kept moving forward because he knew he was paying the price to set us free from sickness, disease, and many other things. He's still the answer. Isaiah 53 and verse four goes on and says this. Now, remember, I've already told you the word grief and the word sorrows, the original word should be translated pain and sickness because it mentions them again in this verse. So surely he has borne our griefs, that's the word pain again. He bore our physical pain. And that word bore, it means to bear something in the sense of taking the suffering, sorry, the punishment, suffering the punishment for something. And it, mean, it also means to remove something completely to a distance. It says our pains, our physical pains, it says he on the cross, he removed them away and he took them upon himself. He took, he suffered the, the pain for us. See, he didn't just, he didn't just pay for your sicknesses, you pay for your sins on the cross. He paid for your pain and your, and your sickness, he took it upon himself. The other word here is that it says there, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That's the word sickness again. It's the same word. It says he carried our sorrows. Well, that word there means he carried our sicknesses. Where? On the cross. That word carry, again, it has the meaning to bear something as a penalty. See, he took the penalty. He took the punishment of sickness and disease. Many people say, oh, you know, God's punishing people with sickness. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you Jesus took the punishment. Jesus took the punishment. You turn to him and you begin to realize that through the cross, God has opened up mercy available to humanity, to anyone who turns to Jesus and says, I'll take you into my life. So you can reject the work that Jesus did on the cross. And then you can say, well, I'll carry my own suffering. Thank you very much, Jesus. But who would do that? Someone came to you and said, I've bought you a house. I've paid for it. It is paid for in full. It's yours. And you turned around and said, I don't want the price you paid. I'll pay for my own house. Thank you very much. I'd look at you and think, what? <laughs> Someone paid the price for you. Why pay it yourself? All you have to do is say, Father, I, I thank you that through Jesus you paid the price. I accept that. I receive that. Sometimes our own pride doesn't want to accept that. We'll say, I'll pay, I'll pay for it myself. Hey, Believe me, you don't want to pay the price. Let, just accept what Jesus did for you and say, he paid it. I'll take that and I'll thank you very much. And I thank God for the mercy of God. I'll humble myself and my own resistance to God and begin to say, I receive the price that has been paid. And that, his, that will open your life up to his healing power. Jesus carried our pains. He bore our sickness upon himself on the cross. And those words, it's interesting because, you know, many people will say, yes, I can see Jesus bore my sins, but they'll, they don't agree Jesus bore my sicknesses. Well, here's the amazing thing. That word used in Isaiah 53, where it says he, he has borne our griefs, and that means physical pain. That exact same word born in verse four is used in a few verses later in, uh, where is it now? Um, I haven't lost it in my notes. It's used in verse 11 and 12. 
just a few verses later, where it says he bore our sins. The exact same word that says he bore our pains and he carried our sicknesses is used just a few verses later and says he bore and carried our, our, our iniquities and our sins. So if you say, well, no, he didn't carry our sicknesses, you also have to say he didn't carry our sins. And if you say he didn't bear my, my pains, you also have to say he did not bear and carry my iniquities because you can't deny. It's only six or seven verses apart in the Bible because the ex exactly what Jesus did for our sins and our iniquities, he did for our sickness and disease. And we're going to show you more. There's still some more good stuff here for you. But we as Christians right now, we need to be stirred up on this. This is why I'm doing this. This is a basic core message of the gospel, healing at the cross. And this is for us to begin to realize, Christians, we don't need to be afraid. You need to turn to Jesus, the healer. You need to, more than ever now, with what's going on on the earth, you need to begin to say that I'm going to draw closer to God than I ever have. I'm going to get more in the word of God than I ever have. I'm going to, if you're having to, to stay at home because of all the recommendations, people say, oh, isolate, stay at home. You know, we don't want to spread the virus. Don't use that time just to relax and be lazy and watch TV. Use that time to get closer to God. This is a time we're, we're ready for a revival on this planet and the devil's not going to turn that down to stop that. Don't, don't you worry. God has got a plan for this planet and it is going to be an outbreak of revival and a move of the spirit of God that is ready to be unleashed on this planet. And this right now, when everybody is home, is an opportunity for you to get serious in your relationship with God and get ready for the revival that's coming. We are right on the verge of this. God has a plan. He knows exactly what he's doing on this planet. He is not. He, God does not fall off the throne just because a virus goes around the planet. God knows what's happening. And he's the answer. Yes, many people are preaching fear at the moment. Many people are caught up in the news and they're getting more and more and more afraid. They're stockpiling. They're panic buying. Hey, let's put a smile on our face. Us Christians, we're not afraid. We're not afraid of anything that is going around because God is the answer. We are the light. We are the salt of the earth at this time. We are the light and the salt. We are the light that people are going to be drawn to when the darkness gets worse and worse on the planet. The light is going to shine in the church and people are going to be, be realize theology, arguing, all of that stuff aside. There is an answer in the church and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the healer. He's the life giver. He's the one who sets you free. Let's continue on in this passage. So it says he has removed to a distance our sickness and disease and he's carried our pains. And people say, but how do I receive this? Well, it starts off, receive Jesus into your life first and then begin to put faith in this. Begin to begin to thank God. Lord, you said Jesus took my sickness. He carried my pains. That means I don't have to. And you just begin to thank God and you keep speaking that out of your mouth. But put your confidence in these scriptures. Put your faith in these scriptures. And notice that it, it says he bore our sicknesses. See, Jesus, Jesus didn't carry his own sins and his own sicknesses on the cross because he didn't have any sins. He didn't carry his own sickness on the cross because he didn't have any sickness. The, the sin and the sickness that he bore and he carried on the cross was yours. He took it for you. That's why it says he bore our sickness and he carried our pains. Now, what was going on? Now, what was going on at the cross? I've mentioned it a little bit, but I want to look a little bit further in this passage. What was going on there? Why did God send Jesus to, 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 to die on a cross? Why? What was going on? Why was this necessary? It's because many have heard this. The Bible talks, the, the Bible, you know, this is this verse has almost been overquoted in the Bible. But the Bible says the wages of sin is death. 
And people get so focused on sin and they get fo- so focused on that that they, 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 they get caught up in just preaching the negative gospel. But here's the good news. Yes, the wages of sin is death. Death was brought into this planet, but Jesus took that death upon himself on the cross so that we can be brought into life and into righteousness and into a good relationship with God, where the mercy of God flows in our lives on a daily basis. Don't get all focused on that. Focus on on sin and death. Focus on the fact that Jesus gave us the answer. He set us free from these things. (laughs) Amen. But what was going on at the cross? Let's read on in Isaiah 53. It's verse four. The the last part of verse four says this. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. See, man, people, when they looked at Jesus on the cross, they thought, man, he must have been a bad sinner for God for him to die on the cross. And they didn't realize he wasn't a sinner. He wasn't dying for himself. He was carrying it. But people said, oh, you know, God must be judging him. We esteemed him smitten by God. But if we jump down, that was verse four. If we jump down to Isaiah 53, verse 10, it's a powerful verse. It says this. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased God to bruise Jesus. I'm going to look at that in a minute, what that means. But wow. You know, God's not a God who enjoys suffering. And yet when he looked at the cross and he saw Jesus on the cross, the Bible says it pleased him. Why? And that's not because God looks at you suffering and it pleases him. It does not please God when he looks at you and anyone else suffering. Why did it please him to see Jesus on the cross? I believe it's for the same reason that the New Testament tells us that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Even Jesus uh, went to the cross knowing that on the other side of the cross, there was joy. Why? What was the joy? The joy was all the people that the cross was going to set free. When God saw all of the, the judgment on humanity going on to Jesus, it pleased him because the love of the Father knew, knew this mercy and not have to judge anybody who receives what Jesus has done. That pleased God. That made God smile because the Bible says God wants to show mercy. It pleased him to know that he can freely release his healing power into people now and his life-giving power. God is so good. It says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him, to bruise him. I'm going to come back to that word, to bruise. He has put him, who? Jesus. God has put him to grief. And that word there carries carries a meaning, sickness as well. When you, you make his soul an offering for sin. He became the offering. The cross was the altar that he was offered on and he died and his blood was shed. He became the offering for sin in order to satisfy the judgment of God so that the mercy of God can be freely released upon humanity. Wow. That's why it pleased God. And verse 11, talking about God says, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. When God looked at Jesus on the cross, not only did it please him, but he was satisfied. What was satisfied? The judgment was satisfied. See, God's the judge of the universe. It was his, it, it's his role to judge. He has to do that. But, but when he looked at Jesus, he knew judgment had taken place. Judgment was satisfied. And that anybody who receives Jesus, there's no need for judgment anymore because that the judgment has been satisfied in their lives. 
See, so, so many people get focused on a judgmental God because they look in the Old Testament. We need to get focused on a merciful God whose justice and judgment has been satisfied when we apply the cross and we receive the forgiveness and the healing that the cross provides. God is satisfied. The cross has satisfied him. Now, I want to go jump a little bit back. Yes, paid in full. I agree. <laughs> paid in full. Not just paid for my sins. He paid for my sicknesses. And he bore them and he carried them. And I thank God right now. I receive that healing. Every one of you right now, you can just, you can just say, Father God, I receive that right now. And I thank you. I thank you for the healing power of God going into people right now. We receive that. All you have to do is open your hearts and say, Father, I believe what you did in the on the cross through Jesus. He carried my sickness. I don't have to. Amen. And you can receive healing now. Now let's go back in Isaiah 53 to verse 5. I want to talk about another phrase that's in there that you might have heard. It says, but if Isaiah 53 verse 5 says this, but he, talking about Jesus on the cross, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. Notice that word bruised again. Bruised for our iniquities. Again, he, he took it for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Now, that last phrase is quoted in the New Testament. And many Christians might have said this and said, by his stripes, I was healed. I want to examine what this phrase means, because I'm going to give you some insight into this. It's going to be powerful. What's going on here? And, we, and remember, I mentioned the word bruise. He was bruised. And I highlighted that. By his stripes, I was healed. This is talking, this word is talking about the physical beating that Jesus' body took. You know, Jesus, before they put him on the cross, he was whipped. He was scourged, uh, I believe, 39 times. <laughs> and, and they beat his body. They bruised him as part of it. And then they put him up on the cross. And they, don't, they didn't realize it, but the physical beating and the bruising that he was taking was paying the price for our physical healing. Those Roman soldiers, probably some of them, I don't know, maybe they were a bit sadistic. They probably enjoyed beating him and they probably thought that they were punishing him. What they didn't realize is that by what they were doing and that bruising and that beating Jesus was taking, he was taking the beating upon his own body so that you don't have to take it upon your own body. Now, the words that are used here, the original Greek, sorry, Greek Hebrew, <laughs> original language words that were used uh, when it says in the Old Testament by his stripes. And this applies to, to the quote in the New Testament, which is in Greek as well. That word stripes, it's the Hebrew word for bruise or wound or stripe uh, or beating. It's talking about a physical beating his body took. His body took a physical beating. Okay, and the New Testament word that's used when this is quoted means the same thing. It talks about a bruise or a wound that is trickling blood, physical wound in the body, a, a beating and a bruise. Now, here's the amazing thing. The Greek and the Hebrew language are incredible. And the way the Bible uses this, because the exact same you word that is used to describe a physical beating with a whip is the exact same word that's translated sickness elsewhere in the Bible. You see, it, it, when it talks in Acts about Paul being scourged by the Roman soldiers, that word scourge is the same word, the same Greek word that's used in Mark chapter 5 when it talks about the woman with the issue of blood and the condition she had. 
See, the same word that's used to describe a physical beating was used by the Greeks to describe sickness and disease. And this is what people have not seen about this phrase. People, people sometimes say, well, you know, by stripes doesn't apply to physical healing. It's just spiritual healing. No, 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 no. Go, go back to the original words. That exact word directly connects to sickness and disease. It's used over and over in the body, and it's used to describe a, a physical beating, and it's used to, to describe afflictions. For example, here's some scripture references. I won't read them. I'll give you the references. Acts 22, verse 24, that word is used. It's the word mastix, and it's used to describe a physical beating taking place on the body. Okay, The exact same word is used in Mark chapter 5, verse 29 and verse 34. It's used in Mark chapter 3, verse 10, and Luke 7, 10 to describe physical sickness and affliction. So when the Bible says, by his physical beating, you are healed. In other words, he took the physical beating on his body so you don't have to take it on yours and your body can be healed. He took the beating you see, sickness and disease, it beats the body. It's an attack on the body. It's not from God. It's from the enemy. Any, any sickness and disease, not just the virus going around the planet at the moment, any sickness and disease is a beating on the physical body. If you've ever been sick, I'm sure you know that. Sometimes it feels like you've probably been, <laughs> if you're sick enough, you've been beaten and you know driven over by 10 cars and a truck. Okay? It can really beat the body down. But that as Jesus was beaten, as Jesus was whipped and scourged and punched and his physical body beating, what he was doing is he was taking the beating on his body upon himself. <laughs> Some people think Jesus was weak. Some people have been, they've portrayed Jesus as a very weak man. I'm telling you that he, again, he could have stopped that anytime he wanted. He could have said, Father, that's enough. I want, I bring the angels down to get me out of here. It took a strong man to stand there and take a beating that it wasn't his to take. He took that upon himself and he pushed through and he drove through the cross and he drove through the pain and the punishment and the physical beating, his body bleeding. Why? So that your body doesn't have to be beaten. It is very real when the Bible says by his beating, your body's healed because he took it upon himself. We need to begin, we need to really begin to see this. We need to see he took the beating so that I don't have to. The Lord is the healer. This is the answer for humanity right now. People, this is the time. This is the time for us to get serious about the word. This is the time for us to get serious about healing. This is the time for the church to rise up as the light, as the answer, and stop arguing doctrine, stop, stop being divided. This is the time to unify around the word of God and around prayer and become the body of Christ on this earth. The, the body of Christ, that word Christ means the anointed one, the anointing. And it talks about, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring freedom and deliverance. That anointing that was upon Jesus came upon us, the body of Christ, the body of the anointed one. And we are here to represent that anointing that he had, that is to bring freedom onto this planet and life to anyone who will return to, who will turn to Jesus. And there's going to be those who harden their hearts and say, no, no, I don't accept that. And, that they, and very sadly, they'll end up taking the beating themselves. Well, why do that? Rather just humble your heart and say, Father God, I might have been resistant to receiving Jesus my whole life. I might have been resistant to going to church my whole life. But you know what? With what's going on in the planet right now, I begin to realize man doesn't have the answer. And I am going to give my life to Jesus right now.
I'm going to turn to the Lord and I'm going to begin to say, Jesus, I'm going to give you everything. And I want to find out about this God who loves me, who took the beating upon himself for me, who provided forgiveness for me. Many times, you know, God is portrayed as judgmental. I want you to see him as merciful tonight. I want you to see him as a God who's bringing you the answer and the solution and the victory. Uh, just, to, just the one last thing I want to talk about. I want to jump back to Numbers 21. There's a, there's a passage in Numbers 21 which, which shows us Jesus on the cross. It, it, it gives us an illustration of the cross and in a very powerful way. And this is in, in, in Numbers 21, uh, the children of Israel, plague had broken out in the camp. There was, there, there were actually serpents, sorry, in this instance, there was another instance where it was plague. Serpents were biting people and the poison was killing their bodies. And so there was a, phys- this was a physical situation and there were serpents everywhere and, 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 and people were dying because of the poison. And God dealt with Moses to make a serpent on a pole to take a pole and to, to make a serpent. Many of you might've seen this, the symbol is used often these days for, for, for medicine and things. I don't know, but you know, but, but that serpent on the pole, Moses raised that serpent up in numbers 21. And, uh, and I'm just going to read you to, to you a couple of the verses. First of all, when the serpents were going around numbers 21 verse seven says this, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. We have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. They turned to God. They realized they'd messed up and they turned to the Lord and said, God, we we need your help in this situation. And And it says, so Moses prayed for the people. That doesn't say God sat up there and say, you created the problem, you deal with it. No, 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 no. God said, right, that's fine. You've turned to me. I'm going to give you the answer. And that was verse seven. And verse eight, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, at what? When he looks at the serpent shall live. So Moses took the serpent. Now imagine, I mean, there's there's thousands of people. People debate about how many numbers there were in the the Israelites at that time. This is is not just 10 or 20 people. There's thousands of people in this camp. And there's serpents everywhere, biting people. Chaos is going on. People are dying. People are getting infected. Sick, they're getting, you know, their bodies are getting ill from the poison. And, and there's chaos. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm sure if, the, the, if serpents and snakes were, were, were appearing everywhere and run, and, you know, people would be running through the tents. They'd be screaming, probably knocking things over, probably kick, knocking a campfire over and catching one of the tents alight. There was chaos going on in the camp. And God says to Moses, take that serpent, hold it up on the pole. But he said this, he says, anyone who looks at the pole will be healed. In other words, not just everybody, only the ones who looked at the pole. And that word look means to give it your full attention. They had to tune out the chaos going on in the camp of all these snakes everywhere. And there might have been a snake right at their foot, and they, but they had to step out and trust God and look at that pole and begin to give that pole their f- full attention and begin to forget about what was going on around them and say, I'm going to look at that pole. And the Bible says that Moses, verse 9, Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Anyone who looked lived and that, that poison went out of their body. People say, I don't, I don't understand how looking at a serpent on a pole can cause poison to go out of your body. It's the supernatural power of God, my friend. 
God, that's the power of God hitting someone's life. God's power has to, God has the power to drive viruses out of the body, to drive anything out of the body when you turn to him. But they had to look at that serpent. They had to give that serpent their full attention and their full gaze. Here's a beautiful thing. John chapter 3. Many people have heard John chapter 3, verse 16, which says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Many people have heard that verse. Let me read two verses earlier. This is, this is the, 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 that is the, the, one of the most powerful verses in the New Testament about the love of God sending Jesus. And it's talking about Jesus. God gave his son on the cross so that we could have life. John 3.16. What about John 3.14? Two verses later, sorry, earlier. It says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the son of man must be lifted up. And when Jesus talks about lifted up, he was talking about being lifted up onto a cross. Okay. And he, but Jesus directly refers to that serpent that Moses had lifted up. Now, what was that serpent all about? It was about healing, healing. Jesus chooses an example in the Old Testament and shows that that serpent on the, on the pole was a type of him on the cross. And that serpent uh, on the pole provided healing for them from the poison in their physical bodies. People were healed. And Jesus said that just like Moses held up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man, talking about himself, will be lifted up on the cross. And as you begin to give the cross your full attention, you begin to gaze at what God has done. And you begin to it just, no matter what's going on around you in the world, begin to become captivated with the cross and the word of God and say, God, I'm going to look into your word and I'm going to look at what Jesus has done. And I'm going to keep my eyes, my ears, my focus on you. I believe the same can manifest in your life as with those people when they looked at the serpent. They looked at the serpent and they were healed. You look at the cross, you give the cross your attention, you humble yourself, yield your life and begin and cease all the resistance over doctrine and arguing this and begin to just say, I'm coming to the cross. I'm coming to the simplicity of the gospel, the core of the Christian message, which is that Jesus died to provide life. Jesus came to provide healing. He came to provide mercy and forgiveness. So let the cross take your full attention. Give it your attention and begin to realize that the love of God is ours to receive today. So I trust I, I really had it on my heart today to give a simple message to take us back to the core of the gospel. To put it, I've paused my other series for those of you who are wondering, we will come back to that. But with what's going on in the world right now and the way Europe and has just shut down, people are afraid and they need to hear the core message of the cross. There's unsaved people there who need to begin to realize that now's the time for them to, to yield their life and turn to Jesus. He is the answer. There's Christians who've never heard that Jesus heals people. Now's the time for us to raise that up. Now's the time for us to get strong and to begin to draw closer to the, to the message. This message is more relevant today than it has ever been. People say that, you know, Christianity is not relevant. Yes, it is. This message is relevant on the earth right now and more relevant than it has ever been. People need Jesus and he's the healer. So I want to encourage you to share this message. I want to encourage you to invite your friends. And I, I, just in a moment, we're going to pray. But just, uh, just, just rounding up a few things and then we're going to spend a few moments in prayer together. So don't tune out yet. 
But I want to encourage you. Yes, Carlos, that's right. Jesus has taken the judgment in our place. This is a simple message. Uh, I didn't get into deep things today, and I did that on purpose. Even Christians who are watching this, you know this message, but you need to be reminded of this right now. You need to keep this in front of your eyes right now more than anything else. Okay? But share this. Share this around. Invite your friends. Show them that the gospel is their answer. And Christians, well, let's start getting serious about God while we're sitting at home off work. And 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 just why we're going to be announcing a prayer meeting soon. We're going to be on the, on the Facebook page. You'll see some information go up maybe tomorrow or the next day. We're going to start doing some prayer meetings. We're going to call people together to pray together online. All praying at the same time. All praying for our nation, praying for healing, praying for revival, praying for the word of God to prevail, and praying for people, individuals to begin to start receiving the mercy of God in their lives and the breakthrough this virus is not going to win jesus is lord and every every knee will bow before jesus we, we know christians we know the end of the story you go read the end of the book we win <laughs> someone said that years ago to me and i like that god's not falling off his throne he is still on the throne his plans his purposes will still come to pass on this earth and nothing's going to change that so if you still if you still are watching this, I just want to tell you we're going to take a moment to pray, and I'm going to pray. Yeah, we win. That's right. The gospel of Jesus is the only answer. We're going to take a moment just to pray, and I'm going to pray for every person who is watching this live and people who pray who who watch this afterwards, the recording as you share this around. I'm going to pray God's protection upon you and His healing touch. And if you've never received Jesus, you can receive Him now as well. It's simple, and I'll pray for that. So let's just take a moment to pray. And every one of you, I just wherever you are, just begin to pray with us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for healing in the cross. I thank you that Jesus made the mercy of God available. And we receive that right now. And Heavenly Father, I pray for every person listening to this, either live or the recording afterwards. I ask that your healing power goes into them right now. And I pray for them. I pray for the mercy of God to manifest in people. If there's anyone who watching this who has who's already caught this virus, I pray for healing. I ask for mercy. We turn to the cross. We rely on the mercy of God and what Jesus did on the cross, Lord God. We lay ourselves, we get on our knees before the cross of Jesus. Right now, just pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I recognize that Jesus is the answer. And right now, I give my life to him. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. I recognize that Jesus died for me, and I receive that salvation from sin, but also healing for sickness. And I make Jesus Lord of my life. And I thank you that not only did Jesus die, but God raised Jesus from the dead. That's, and I, I believe that. And I thank you that you raised Jesus from the dead and I receive him into my life right now in Jesus' name. And if you've prayed that prayer right now, you've received Jesus, please, if anyone prays that prayer, let us know because I want to connect you up to some Christians and, 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 and you know, get you around some other believers who will help you grow in the word of God. So message us or whatever else or, or find some good Christians around you who believe the word of God. But I, right now I speak life and I speak healing into everybody. And I thank God that his healing touch comes upon you right now in your homes. I pray for protection in your homes. And I pray that, 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 that you will walk virus free and healthy and strong. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for joining us. And I appreciate that. 
And I don't, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I might get back to my series or we might do some more stuff on healing. But right now, the church needs to be stirred up on the core healing message. Let's get a hold of this. So God bless you. Thank you for watching, everybody. And we will see you again soon. Oh, I was going to press something and it's all disappeared. Okay. Thank you. Well, God bless you. <laughs>